I'm Bobby. I'm Raven. And this could be a pod- podcast. I had it that time. No, but you did. I had a dream where I was teleporting. Okay. And it was like the device that I had to teleport was uh, like my AirPods. Okay. Yeah, that's what. And I had a distinct feeling of falling, and it was a weird transition when I teleported because mm-hmm. I would start falling forward, right? Okay. That's how it felt when I like rolled forward, but when I got to the place I wanted to was going to, I was rolling back. Hmm. And it was like a very. Did you watch Tenant? <clears throat> no, recently? I haven't watched Tenant. Oh. No. The properties are similar. Oh yeah. Yeah, but anyway. Oh. Any, I thought those. It was very weird, and I was trying. To, it was almost like ju- I rewatched Jumper recently. So that's what it was. <laughs> um. Well, I was trying to think of where. Oh, where do I want to go? Where do I want to go? Because like I was in a rush trying to get to somewhere. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, a place with a waterfall. Uh, it, <laughs> like my brain couldn't think of like anywhere to go. It was really. And then I ended up going to some like uh, it was an empty Legoland, like but like it was an indoor Legoland, like in a giant airport, like like an airline hangar. Okay. And it there was a like rainbow colored waterfall with uh, made out of legos it was like oh okay all right i guess i'm here it was very weird though mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed it like i'm like oh man that was i had the sensation of teleporting and that was <laughs> in a dream uh, and it, well right same thing no well, but no, okay. i mean yeah. my my brain your brain went my brain went through you know all of my thoughts feelings concerns and physical reactions to a lot of stuff and came up with a scenario of me teleporting and what it would feel like. My brain filled in that gap. And I thought that was so interesting. Yeah. Um, it makes me think, is is pitching a movie to somebody like telling them your dream? I think it depends on the movie. Right, but it can right. be like tangential of like, what what the fuck am I listening to right now? Like, What's, right. what's the payoff? Right. Because again, I, I mean, I've re- I recently had a dream where I was hanging out with Ed Norton at like an Italian bistro <laughs> in New York. Oh. And it was really fun. And like we were like, we weren't just like. How was oh, the or, feeling? How was the feeling? The of feeling hanging? was like we had spent a whole day together and like we're oh, good friends. Oh, that's awesome. Like we're like, oh, we're friends. That's awesome. And we could have like real conversations now. And then like I went to the bathroom and someone recognized him. And like, yeah, they just recognized him. I'm like, oh, that's tied We've to been the hanging dream. Out but day. I don't want to tell you the dream, you know. Yeah. Because there's a bunch of. Other stuff in the moment feels great, you mm-hmm. know. You're, and again, if there's a payoff, that's the thing with dreams. Like, there's very rarely a payoff. No, no, I do not have like like linear dreams. Your imagery of a Lego waterfall, yeah, is, that's fun. It's just like, uh, yeah, and it was like, but it was closed, so like all the lights were off except for like the safety lights for people moving around while the place is closed. Okay, and I was like, oh well, shit, this place is closed. Uh, but is that what? Is that what it is though? Like, why people don't like listening to other people's dreams? First off, because they didn't have the same sensory experience right, they did. Right. But also because there's just there's no ending. Like, there's no good payoff. <sighs> right. 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 My wife claims that she has like very uh, what, what narrative driven dreams. I, I I feel like that's she has a great time like story about like her dream where she um approached a. Uh, she was in a church mm-hmm. and she was talking to a detective about the death of 
the twin, the detective's twin brother, who is a priest, and how she had a kid with the illegitimate child with the priest, and then the detective all of a sudden it like makes sense that, you know, my wife had a like an illegitimate child with a priest, and it's you know his son and blah, or I mean his uh, his nephew and all of this. I'm like, oh okay. Okay. <laughs> I like how we're talking about how it's not interesting to hear about other people's dreams, but we're talking about it, for... <laughs> right? Like nobody cares. Like it's it's very interesting. It's weird, but if you like you. Because again, it's 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 it was not a, that it's a shitty story. It's just it's a story that means something different to you. It was a real thing for you. It was a. I yeah. mean, like, hey, you know, I saw a really weird rat, you know, mm-hmm. run across, you know, my feet. I, I mean, I don't know. I'm cool just, story, bro. <laughs> right. It was <laughs> like. Now I do like getting into what dreams mean. I do like exploring. You know, like if you see a yeah. rat, I've had actually been having a lot of dreams with like rodents in them, and I wonder. Oh, we should look it up. What do we, dreams with rodents? Uh, what does it mean to have a dream with a rodent? The only thing, the only reoccurring dream I've had is losing teeth. And that's that's financial. And based. that's financial yeah. basis. I haven't had one of those in a long time, but it's a weird feeling. Because you're buying $300 worth of doll parts and shit. Right. Dreams it, about rats. What do rats mean in your dream? Now there's, okay, so Aunt there's Flo. dreams Flo. about com. rats. <laughs> Auntieflow.com. Oh, I'm sorry. Man. So wait, there's dreams about rats and there's rodents in a dream. Now, I would say I've been having dreams about rodents in a dream because a lot of kookaburras, not kookaburras, uh, copybaras. Copybara, the largest <laughs> rodent. <laughs> Just little little mice, and then there's some rats involved. So we're gonna mm. we'll click up both. We'll we'll go with dreams about rats first. Dreaming. God, this looks like it's such a pretentious <laughs> website. It's Antiflow. Antiflow.com. Ooh. A dream, a dream about rats symbolizes that you have an inner fear of being stabbed in the back or that someone is soon to deceive you. Okay. Bobby, I've been meaning to talk to you <laughs> <laughs> about a couple of things. So, okay. So the, now we're going to go to the rodent one. Okay. To dream of a rodent. If you dream see glo- a- I'd much rather trust dreamglossary.com over Antiflow. Yeah. Okay. Based on the just the web layout alone, the website layout alone. Because it's not a lot of flowery images. I can I love looking up a lot of I like looking up a lot of like recipes online and stuff like that. And the amount of flowery, like just blog style entries of how they got into cooking. No one cares. I don't what I don't what what is are they is this a thing that you can sell to ads saying, Look how long they were on this my web page. My average time on each web page yeah. is five it, and a half minutes. It must I, be I mean, I, no one cares about your first nobody time cares. to Nepal. You know, right? Tell me about the first time you went to Nepal. No, I'm not going to tell you about that or my dreams. Okay, so uh, to dream, uh, as I'm talking about my dreams, um, <laughs> to dream of a rodent. If you see a rodent in a dream, it means that you will do something reckless. You will probably choose a wrong partner that will cause conflicts with most people you are close to. You will not pay attention to their advice, but drive off a cl- over a cliff, believing that only you are right. You will fall for empty promises and give up the life that you used to lead for someone who will not take their responsibilities for you seriously, but continue acting like they are still single. Is that our relationship? Is that what it is? <laughs> is that what's is going that what on this here? Is? <laughs> just the f- okay. Mm. Oh, that's just the dream of a rodent. Now. They have other things. To kill a rodent in a dream, I don't kill them. To dream of a dead rodent, they're alive. To hunt rodents, I'm not really hunting them. Okay. Uh, to dream of rodents attacking you, I, they might be attacking okay. me a little bit, maybe. Okay. Uh, 
wow, there's so many different things. All right, so the dream of rodents attacking you. Uh, this dream is a sign that you will lose the most important thing in your life because of greediness. Ooh, interesting. Oh, wow. If you have only chased after money and neglected your family or other values until now, there's a real possibility that all of it will backfire at you soon. On the other hand, if you decide to increase your budget in a casino or betting house, you will probably lose it all, all of it. What the fuck? What does that even mean? Why are you bringing a c- casino? Yeah, why would... <laughs> what first off, gonna... I would never take my life yeah. savings and go and put it on red. You right. Know. I don't think I've had any it dreams... Is, it says it is time for a change of priorities. I don't think I've had any dreams about rats uh, uh, killing them or attacking me uh, since I've started Wall Street Bets. Um, so oh, really? I, I think that's... Okay. I, I think you that's a win. Your, you found your true home. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. That's super weird. It is weird. That's a weird thing. I don't. I don't the, know. The the second half of this paragraph makes me think it's like a shitty prediction. Yeah, code. right. Yeah. It's a shitty prediction. Yeah. Like I believe most, I believe most dreams, like as far as imagery within a dream, is like just secondhand shit. It's just secondhand stuff that has, you know, come like into your life. I mean, literally, my teleportation device was my Apple AirPod case. Mm-hmm. Like, that's literally what it was. So, I mean, what does that mean? Does that mean anything? Probably not. I'm just, like, taking little bits and bits and pieces. And also, your brain just makes up all kinds of great shit. Yeah. And it not, like, up to it, a lot of interpretation. It's it's like anything. It's, it's, it's meaning is derived from how much meaning you're putting into it. Right. And, and, Look, I love a good fortune cookie. I think it's, I think it's. A, Have you ever had a fortune cookie that really spoke to you? Yeah, I had one in high school that said, "You will be invited to a karaoke party soon." <laughs> and then, like that week, I was invited to a karaoke party. Oh. I was like, "Oh, that will always stick with me." They really knew their market. They knew that. They really knew. <laughs> There's a lot of karaoke. Well, I'm sure over at, you know over in China and Japan. I think karaoke is bigger in Japan. Uh, right? Yes, right. Yeah, I mean also I believe China, in China as well. In Asian cultures, yeah. karaoke yes. is very big. So, but it's always like little tiny clubs, right? Like but it, little like. But the chances of you, you know, in an Asian country, right, getting invited to a karaoke party is the probability is much greater, right, than a high school kid in Iowa. I don't know. And here, here it is. It was right though. That's yeah. We gotta, that's the weird thing. Yeah, the weird yeah. thing is it was right. <laughs> yeah. If the only time a fortune cookie is a hundred percent accurate is that time. Mm-hmm. Count yourself a lucky man. Well, what was my one the other night? It was, uh, you will have a romantic evening, and I did. It was oh, nice. yeah. Oh, mm. Mm. I don't. I cannot. It's because re- I showed my wife. I was like, see the fortune cookie. You know, it's, this is it. It's said, this is it. I didn't write it down. Look, it said it. That this is this is the romantic evening. Right. You're welcome. I also opened up. Oh, we should look that up too. Because I opened up the first fortune cookie, and there was no fortune in it, and I was wondering oh. if. That was what does that mean? Something, yeah. Well, look it up. Let's see. I remember one time my mother told my brother that actually the wish doesn't or the fortune doesn't come true unless you eat it. Unless you eat it, yep. I subscribe. It's made, it's made from a special rice paper. You can eat it. Mm -hmm. Oh, the fortune. Oh, the fortune. The actual actual fortune. Oh, I'm not aware of that. (laughs) No, and my brother immediately popped it in his mouth and she's like, No, that's bullshit. I just made that up. Well, that's said, funny though. Yeah, no, I'm. I laughed. I'm still laughing about it today. Have a fortunate. That uh, that's a good little bit. Have you, you? Should try that on your kids. I should try that on my kids. Are so fucking stupid. They will eat pieces of paper if you tell them to. Oh, Yahoo answers. Come this on, is baby. this is gonna be good. 
Uh, I like this. The guy that worked for. Uh, <laughs> uh, a guy that worked for a fortune cookie shop said, if you receive a f- cookie without a fortune. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, means the, it means the machine messed up. And make a wish and your wish will come true. He also said, just another cookie. Eat just another cookie, too. Yeah. It doesn't happen often, according to the cookie man who works at the cookie factory. Good God. The spelling <laughs> is so great. Uh, it means you don't have a fortune in your fortune cookie. Jeez. You get to make your own fortune. Uh, you have so much good fortune. You got to spread the wealth. Okay. Yeah. yeah that's so quickly much. it ran out. What, we want to go Reddit? Uh, sure. Yeah. I'll allow it. Uh, okay. Okay. Where's Dream Glossary when you need it? <laughs> right. Uh, I don't know what to do with myself. I just had a Chinese takeout for dinner. and My fortune cookie doesn't have a fortune in it. Is it good luck or something bad? I'm scared for the future. And then nothing. <laughs> First answer you'll is be nothing. Dead. You'll be dead in 18 hours. Or less. OMG, send help. Help. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Help. Uh, post this in 10 other Reddit threads if you, <laughs> if you don't, the ghost of a 13-year-old girl will come and murder you in 18 hours. I don't, hours. like. The, God, remember, the internet. Like, chain mail. What a weird thing. Right? That we, was a weird thing. Yeah, it's almost just like. It stopped, right? We're done forwarding I, messages. Must be, but I remember forwarding. What was the incentive value of of sending a chain I don't, letter? I don't know. I I would love to know, you know, the history of like actual chain letters, like back in the day mm-hmm. when it was, you know, actual physical mail. You know. Yeah, but even then, like, what's the like? I get the send ten dollars to this address and mail this to five of the people who was, but because there's financial incentive. Yeah, no, it but was just what, the send this post, repost this to no, yeah, ten re, of the people. No. I if, don't get it. If you don't like this post in five minutes, Jesus is gonna cry. You know, I well that I don't understand because people are stupid. Hmm. But oh my gosh, I don't think we're getting a solid answer on this. We're no not fortune. getting a real solid answer on this fortune cookie. It means you have no soul. Go get another fortune cookie. It means the quality control guy at the quality at the cookie factory is about to get fired. <laughs> so <clears throat> it all just seems it most most parts of the internet just seem like a setup of a joke that everyone's competing to get the correct punchline. Right. You know? I mean it says the two guys with a podcast. Well <laughs> Yeah. But right. the internet's nuts. Internet. I mean Yeah. We don't have a punchline to this joke. We're just trying to get real answers. That's why oh, our that podcast it? is interesting. We're not just trying to get a cheap laugh on Reddit or Flutter. Flur- oh, that's not a thing. Flutter.com. Flutter. Hey, can you do me a favor? Go to Flutter.com. We're just going to go tap the collective. Oh, tap the collective. This looks like a really shitty Is the song Late Goodbye made for Max Payne 2? <laughs> April 4th. Jeez. Can you believe there's zero responses to that? Weird. Uh, Should we require that meats and other animal-based products be labeled with the animal, what the animal was fed? 30 responses. <clears throat> 30 responses to that. Interesting. Wow. This is a website I've never heard of, but this episode is brought to you by the <laughs> Flutter.com. The fine folks at Flutter.com. What is Flutter? Check it you out. You tell us. Yeah. And, uh, hey, do you like Reddit but hate everyone being on there? Go to <laughs> Flutter.com. Flutter.com. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Popular topics, COVID-19, dating, vaccinations, music, racism, Suez Canal, home improvement, TV, oh food, voting, Who technology. is this made for? Right? It's all over the place. 
Have you ever had a small sinkhole in your asphalt driveway? <laughs> Gorilla Paws. <laughs> username per Gorilla Paws asked that question. In a real estate context, what is like-minded code language for? Mm. It means they... You ever come up with... <laughs> no, it's across only, I mean, it's code for, you know, you'll get along with your neighbors. Right. Basically. There's no black people around. I mean, that, is that I, what I you're mean, fishing is, for? Is that what it is? Is that what you're fishing for? A bunch of like-minded people. There are certain terms like you can't say. You can't be like, uh, uh, what? What were some of the examples they gave him? Like, like, uh, I want to say there was something with the basketball court because you know it's it's something it's it's crazy shit where you're like, can you say that you know this to a, a prospective client? It's like, well, you would never say anything like that. It's like, yeah, the neighborhood's pretty good, you know, but there's a basketball court down the street and everything like that, you know. So you never oh. know. It's stuff like that when you're asking, like, is that appropriate to say to somebody who's like, there is no. a basketball court down the street. Applying, implying that basketball, oh, kids, you know, kids are playing basketball. Right, the basketball courts uh, can attract, get a little, can get a lot of crazy. Oh, right, that attract oh, un, unwanted yeah. people and everything oh, like that. Man. It's just the, the stupidest questions where you're like, well, no, that's not right to say because, <laughs> and first off, who would say that? I mean, right? What the fuck? Nobody anyway, would say. Like minded just means, yeah, you think you'll get along with your neighbors. Basically. Yeah, they're they're mostly white Presbyterian women. Right, exactly. Yeah, that's what it's code language. That's for. Code the exact language. thing you thought it was code language for, which is why you went to flutter dot com and posted it for right twenty three people to respond to. What are the qualities of an excellent slice of cake? Hmm. Well, what would you think? Uh, Flutter's just going <laughs> to give us all the context for. For me, number one is it's a moist. You want a good moist cake. You, you know? watch the Brit- Great British Baking Show, right? I have. No, you want moist. You don't want a dry. Nobody wants a dry cake. Everybody wants a light, nice, light, moist sponge. It's got a nice bounce. Everybody. You're not chewing. It's not a lot of chew to mm. it. You're not. It's not a brownie. It's not like a you know a rubber tire. You want a nice, easy experience. You want it to just slide right down your gullet. I don't need sugar to have a good time, so I don't eat cake. Oh, you don't eat. I generally don't eat cake. Generally, that's a joke, by the way. No, I mean I. You do. I don't. don't, like cake. don't I don't eat a lot of sweets, but uh, I always like shitting on something that people say they like enjoy. You know a lot. Oh, uh, like, sure. Oh, like I don't eat alcohol to have a good time. Well. Oh well. Yeah, stuff like that. Fuck you. Right. <laughs> no. Uh, if I'm gonna hang out with you, I do actually. So. <laughs> no. It's, my mo- my mother baked cakes on yeah. the side. For a long time. Is that code for something? Wait, what no. is what is what my is mom baked cakes, cakes on, on the, the side, side code for? <laughs> dot, dot, dot. In real estate. <laughs> in real estate. Yeah. So my, there was always excess amount of cake hanging around the house. And same this with- This explains a lot. Same with frosting. And I just, I'm like, well, I just don't, I don't need cake in my life. Mm-hmm. Sometimes cake's okay. But, but you had a lot of, you were there was abused enough, by cake as a child. There was enough cake hanging around- I and enough frosting. My my mom, she would let me, when she would be done bake, decorating the cake, mm-hmm. she would let me take all the excess icing tubes, like that she would was gonna throw in the garbage, and I would just squeeze it on to a plate and fucking eat it. Gotcha. Um, and it's disgusting. I I don't like I don't like a lot of icing these days i think <laughs> because you had enough as a i've had enough icing yeah. like if there's like a big I'm, i'll take a big old finger and just swipe it all off and just lop it right on my plate because yeah. i'm like i don't i don't want this mm-hmm. i don't need this please no no thank you i feel like i did the same thing with with like pop 
soda, depending on the region you're in. Yeah. But as a child, I mean, I had I had enough for a lifetime and probably a 10-year sure. span. You know, from the time I was 11, like junior high, we used to have a, like a little convenience store close to our grade school. And walking oh. home, you know, you'd go and, you know, you would get some, get a Mountain Dew, get some candy, and then make your way home, you know? Yeah. And that's also how you'd start your day, too. And Ooh. so- and then when they had like vending machines in high school and stuff like that, so mm. you could get a a pop whenever you wanted a soda. Do you prefer pop or soda? A uh, pop was always the preferred nomenclature where okay. I'm from, and now I now I say soda. soda. I say soda pop. Soda pop. You know. But anyway, so I, I like being contrarian as well. Yeah, I can gather that. But yeah, I I had enough of it where I'm like, it's just not even. It's it's not attractive anymore. It's not appetizing. I I still indulge in having a. You know, soda pop, mm-hmm. Coca Cola, every now and then. Um, but it's my frosting to yours, right? Like it's right. when, yeah. I mean, like we're talking about me though. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot to wrap <laughs> it back around to you. Sorry. So, like, you did this with frosting. Yeah, I did right. this with yeah with uh with yeah, soda we pop. We never really so like growing up. My my old man, he drank uh, Diet Pepsi. Like it was going out of style. Mm-hmm. That was always thing. Uh, eventually, he moved to diet caffeine free. Ooh! <laughs> it was just like I don't. I What's do, the point of the diet? I don't understand. Free? I don't under. I don't. What are we doing here? Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. I like. What's the point of this? I don't understand. Yeah. Uh, why? Why are you continuing? Is it to just a flavor it? sensory thing? Right. Well, uh, I know that's what like because I, I I really do like to drink sparkling water. And yeah. That has flavor in it too. No, no. But that that did up until I had that. Up until I had that for the first time, yeah. it was probably a good, uh, probably a good, probably ten year break. Maybe I would say from drinking from soda. drinking soda the way that I did. Yeah. To first like sparkling water. I remember it did kind of create that synapse in my brain of like, oh, this is fizzy that I haven't had in a long time. Yeah. But it's also fizzy that's not horrible for you. So. Sure. Cool. Oh, this is nice. And now I want this in my life again. So I'm getting the fizzy still. Yeah. You know. So I shouldn't say like. It's not checking a box because it's totally checking a box. It's pain. Maybe it's, it's a pain thing. It's a weird sensory thing uh, mm-hmm. having uh, the carbonated bubbles in your brain. In your yeah, mouth. I mean they're, but it's not bad for you though. Like yeah, no, carbonated carbonation. water. I yeah, mean, carbonated carbonation. There's some good points to carbonation. Sure. But. I mean, I enjoy. I'm, I've found myself enjoying Lacroix. Uh, you know, a lot. Uh, I generally drink more Lacroix. We we don't buy we don't buy soda. Mm-hmm. For the most part, we That's just we just don't. I mean, every so often, not every. So, I mean, every so often we'll buy like three two liters, mm-hmm. and you know, and the kids plow through it, and in no time, right? I mean, it's what lasts longer a a two liter or what was the other thing that if you bought a a, a family size pack of Oreos? Oh, the Oreos are gone. I mean, the two just, liter lasts longer than yes, the Oreos. Yes, a hundred percent. Interesting. No. I mean, Are you buying Oreos on a more consistent basis than, no. than the two liters? No. Um, no. I, I, if anything, they go hand in hand. You know. Hey, listen. You, this oh, is we're going to do this. We're now. doing this, okay? And that, and it's and I'm a big believer. A, if you're going to sometimes, it's a sometimes food. I am a big believer, though. If you're going to do it, you do it. You know? Yeah. Don't don't half-ass it. Right. No. Yeah. We yeah. We generally we don't I, we don't buy so like if I dro- if I'm walking through the grocery store mm-hmm. and I see this like. Two liter of Coke's a dollar fifty, you know, or or whatever. And mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, sure, okay, yeah, we'll grab. Do you have a favorite soda pop? 
I, I mean, <clears throat> I drink Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew, Coca Cola. I don't, we, I don't buy Mountain Dew for the house. That's Mountain Dew's. That's a you treat. That's a me treat mm-hmm. because the no. last thing my kids need is Mountain is extra caffeine. Correct. Everyone, every barista at Starbucks when they're like, "Do you want a pup cup, which is just whipped cream in a little Dixie cup for a pup?" Yeah, I'm like, no. My dog does not need sugar in his life. <laughs> no, he's hyper enough as it is. But anyway, like yeah, 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 I, was, I, no. I agree with the sentiment. We, Going back I, to what you I said, I don't. I <laughs> thank you. <laughs> we yeah, we don't buy. I mean, we buy. Uh, I mean, Coca Cola and uh, Sprite. Did and, did Mountain Dew have a bad rap when you were growing up? Did like people think differently of Mountain Dew than they did to other pops? Because I remember that as a kid. It, it, only in my yeah. experience. I, like Mountain Dew is uh, trashy somehow. Oh yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I yeah may, maybe it's just because I grew up in a trashy area. So <laughs> you know, were... we, I we, I drank a lot of Mountain Dew. Like as yeah, you know that was like uh, the thing. Like if hey you know hey do you want some soda? Like yeah go ahead mom go ahead and grab a twelve pack of Mountain Dew. Yeah. Go ahead thanks. Well, well, and if you look back at the old ad campaigns for Mountain Dew, it was. It was like related to <clears throat> hillbillies yeah. and, and yeah, hillbilly holler. Come on, that's a yeah. That's so a, I can see, I could actually see that you know, in retrospect, looking back at it, you'd be like, right, oh, okay. <clears throat> so people think that if you drink that, you're just a hillbilly or sure. a redneck or whatever. No, just dirt people drink Mountain Dew. That's the thing. They really don't shy away from that marketing, though. I mean, no, I think no, I I, I would say no, no. That's that's 100 percent correct. It's interesting. It's we. It's like drinking weird. a soda is a reflection of your character as an individual. Yeah, and if you, you have a coke and a smile, that's fine. Drinking correct. Drinking Mountain Dew. You're is either, it? Is <clears> it would, yeah. Would Coca Cola then be the? You, you, oh, this is. You're not highfalutin, but you're sure. You're on top <clears> of the 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 soda pop yeah. hill. Yeah. Pepsi, you're like, oh, you're one of those people. Yeah. And then if you drink Mountain Dew, you're like, the one thing Pepsi and Coke people can agree with is that they at least think. The Mountain Dew people are garbage pieces of Weird. shit. Weird. Don't get me started on the smelly yellow people either. <laughs> I just I, I love I love mellow yellow. Oh, I love. Mellow I'm yellow. a love mellow yellow purist. I'm uh, a Fresca man through and through. Oh no, I'm gonna have a squirt. That's I'd a rather... grapefruit. A grapefruit. Everything. Right. <laughs> Can we agree on that? I I love. Give me the grapefruit. I flavor. didn't like I didn't like squirt as a kid, mm-hmm. but as an adult, like. Oh, this is this is lovely. Lovely. It's lovely. I enjoy I enjoy squirt a lot more as an adult. Well, that's but, where going back to the sparkling waters and stuff too. It's like I I love grapefruit sparkling water. I could not Pompanoose? Pomplemousse. Pomplemousse? Yes. I could not eat a grapefruit. <laughs> oh, fuck that. Save, save my oh, life. god no. But any grapefruit flavored anything really. I mean, cuz I I enjoy like fresca when it's around and everything. Yeah. But yeah, any any of those Nobody, I don't know, I like my in-laws every day eat a fucking grapefruit every single day. I mean, it's good for you. No, I don't, un- sure, okay. We'll, we'll look up the benefits of a grapefruit. I, we like, never got to I the just, bottom of it. Underst- I don't understand it. I don't, like, what is attractive about this? The benefits. No. I will it, chug things yeah. down if, they, if it's good for you. Not oh. a grapefruit, but. The ten science-based uh, benefits of grapefruit. This says is Healthline.com. I like Healthline.com. Do you? No, uh, I, I've never been here. Uh, it's it's low in calories yet high in nutrients. Okay. Could use more fiber. Yeah. Well, high in vitamin C, high in vitamin A, potassium. Thiamine. Fuck that. It's pretty low in all those. Okay. It may benefit your immune system. Uh, that's a fun word. May. Yeah. You'll just I keep that a... one. May promote hepatite <laughs> control. Because you've just eaten a bunch of dog acid. shit. Yeah, just like, acid. Oh. 
It's like eating a bunch of spaghetti sauce. Come on. <laughs> it's a little different, but. It has been shown to aid weight loss. These are really hedging their bets yeah. in the headline. <laughs> yeah. We never said it did it. Did. It said it has. In May. May. We're going to use these specific words. May help prevent insulin resistance and diabetes. May. May. Exactly. We're not going to dig into these studies. We're just going to assume their truth and start eating grapefruit. May improve mm. heart health. Ooh. It, it's high in powerful antioxidants. That is a bold claim. That's a bold claim. That it can be backed up by science. Well, it's got beta carotene. I mean, oh. anything, anything you can have. And lycopene and flavonoids. That's made up. Yeah, if they really want us to care more about our health, stop <laughs> naming them crazy things. Yeah, flavonoids. That sounds like a vitamin C. Jerry. Uh, I can say that. Jerry, what's his name? It was, it was the guy who's the nutty professor. The nutty, the, oh, the original Jerry Lewis. Jerry Lewis, the Jerry Lewis. This, about. this is why this might be the, because it makes the reason you, why old people. Yeah, may reduce the risk of kidney stones. May, have but, you ever had a kidney stone? No, but I have a, uh, I've had a catheter, and I've had a buddy who's had a, um, Ooh. Uh, a kidney stone, and no, 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 yeah, never again. I mean, if I can help it, we're having a catheter. You mean both? Oh. A catheter or and a buddy who said kidney stones. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll have <laughs> never, a buddy. Never again. Well, uh, I have get, a, if, if I get kidney stones. Well, no, you're not a buddy. Uh, we've, we're colleagues. <laughs> we're, 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 we're if one of my close friends gets a kidney stone, we'll still be friends. We're, we're done. We're done. No, no, we can do that. But we're shut. We're shutting it down. Yeah. Have I ever told my catheter story on on the podcast? No. Tell me about the time a tube got put up your wiener. My my penis. <laughs> Um, I prefer the term wiener. Wiener, okay. That's well, what te- that's soda, what I teach my children. Soda pop. Yeah, you have five kids, so you know, or five boys. So. Yeah. Ugh. So we we got in the bad car accident, and I was having a pretty bad day. Yeah. yeah. All in all, I had one working appendage, and uh, so then they could you shoot a gun with it? Yeah, it was my left hand. I probably could. Okay, like, good. If I needed to, in a real that's a, I'm just in a, a pinch in a John Wick <laughs> taken situation. I could have, I could have like fired off around. Okay, right? good. Especially right, with adrenaline. I mean, that's all I need. That's a hell of a thing. But anyway, so when the time we got to this little hospital, because we were out in the middle of nowhere, so we got taken to this little hospital, and so I had to have my like legs straightened out and everything like that, which was very painful. Yeah, and uh, bones. Yeah, everything. Everything was very painful that day. But the most painful thing was when they said, well, we're going to need to put a catheter in. And I'm like, oh, I'd, it's a it's a thing that never crosses your, your mind. You've never thought about putting something up your penis, huh? Yeah. I mean, Weird. apparently to some people it's a, it's a thing. But, it's a thing for some people. But then I was having a bad day. Don't yuck on some people's yum. <laughs> it's true. Don't do that. But I was having a bad day. But the nurse that uh, gave me the catheter, uh, she must be having a bad day oh. as well. Because like- she went into it with like poking a fucking Capri Sun, you know, it was just like, Shing! and I was like, I yelled out the biggest yell I've ever fucking oh, yelled wow. at all, Whoa. like ever. And I'm like, it fucking killed. And maybe it was like all the adrenaline wearing off. Like, and I was on morphine at this time. I mean, and it's you're still- all hopped up on morphine and adrenaline and she's and she jabbing around sh- your dick and it's right through the pee hole. And Ooh. it was like, oh, and. I, I just yelled and Kate and my wife heard me in the other room and she was like, what the fuck is going on? And so, and I just remember the disposition of the nurse was so cold. Like she just, she just went in there. It was so surgical. It was like, it was so matter of fact, I guess is what it was. Yeah. And so she went out and she's, and she's like, yeah, I don't know. You might have a, like a narrow urethra or something like that. I, it shouldn't hurt that bad. And I'm like, you just jammed like 
five inches of a tube in yeah. my penis. Like, it hurts, by the way. Yeah. You know? I can't imagine. Like, I have no idea. And and so when I got it taken out, we I get airlifted to another place. So you got to get it taken get, out. Oh, they they don't leave the catheter they don't, in? I don't have it this day, right? Oh. But I had a male, huh. I had a male nurse who was in charge and of was, taking it out. And he was so gentle. And he was. And he, he was, was so sweet. He just, he just like, gently stroked my cheek. And, and he said, was like, I'm so sorry. Just, I want you to breathe out, okay? I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> he did. He actually said it before. He was like, I'm, I'm really sorry. And then he pulled it. And it was like, the, just because, if I would have had a same similar nurse that yeah. pulled out and be like, it's just, it's fine. And you know, just rip it out, you know? Ugh. And like, I would have been like, well, that's just how they are. And just, like, just a nurse. They see yeah. everything all the time and whatever. Right. It's got to get in there, so we got to do it. Yeah. Right. So when, but when the male nurse took it out and he was like, "I'm so sorry," and I'm like, okay, well then what she did earlier was ridiculous because I was having a shitty day. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm sure there's. I'm sure putting it in slowly might have been. Uh, I don't know. More painful, maybe. I don't know. But did you? Do you remember her lubing it up? Did she lube it up? I think they. I think you're supposed to lube it up. I don't know. As somebody who's she, never had a catheter I, and never witnessed anybody with a catheter, I mean, never witnessed somebody putting a catheter in. It all happened so fast. It was one of those things that was like, hey, in about 20 minutes, we're going to come in and put a catheter in. It was like, we're going to put a catheter in, okay? And it's going to happen about now. Ooh. Like, And it was like, Ugh. so you didn't have a time to be like, no, 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 no. Right. Or like, wait, just let me wrap my head around it. You know? Right. Um, I'm. She might have lubed it up. It okay. might have been lubed up. I want to say- I imagine that's better, just because I think it's all like all latex, right? I think you'd want a little bit of. There's a hard end at the end of it. Oh, is there? Oh mm-hmm. gosh, it yeah. is not a, all a soft tube. No, oh no, oh no. It's... I, uh, yeah, I have never. Uh, so between when my dad was in the hospital and when my brother was in the hospital, uh, I don't like. I remember there being, you know, a bag for a urine there, and I mm-hmm. knew he had a catheter and. But I never asked about the like actual process this experience, right? It's like, hey, can you as you're doing this, can you just walk me through what's going on here? Because mm-hmm. li- I, I just, I like learning. I like learning. I tell you, it is the weirdest thing though to have that bag filled up and you're like, oh, you don't feel the sensation. Oh, right? and that's how far it has to go in to not feel the sensation of doing <sighs> it. It's just, you know, it's I, I would equate it to when you uh, like a. Uh, you're trying to siphon gas, you know, and once you get it started, it's, it's just, just in gone. the hose and it's in, yeah. it's going. So it's always, you know, taken yeah. from the the source of it. I can only imagine. I'm not a doctor. Didn't take anatomy in high school. You ever siphon gas? I've never. Uh, no, no, no. I pumped gas into a milk container at a uh, oh. gas station that my mom gave me. That's not good. And the people came out like, "Whoa, what are you not supposed to do?" Like, well, my mom sent me down with the fucking milk jug yeah. and just filled the gas. Right. But no, I don't think I've ever siphoned no. gas. What about you? Uh, never siphoned gas. Si- I siphoned out like our old cellar. <laughs> so we had a, an old root cellar next to our house. Okay. That would fill up with water. And every so often we'd have to like empty it out. And so that was like our job as kids to take the hose, put the hose in and Starts go down, Sucking it. go down the driveway a little bit, and then you know suck on the hose a little bit until yeah. you know get it going. And yeah, it was. I want to say I've experimented with siphoning something. I just can't remember because it, it works so much better than you ever it, think it's going to work. It's an incredible thing, right? Like fluid dynamics are amazing. Going back to the catheter, <laughs> I, at many points times I was amazed. I was like the fuck, I'm like wow. 
that thing is full. It's and just, I, and I, I'm sitting here just, you know. Just plowing through water like it's no tomorrow. Well, and you don't feel anything, but that's right. craziness. But yeah, I. That's funny. It is a, uh, it's yeah, siphoning things is it's an incredible technology that. And it just like fluid, dy- once again, fluid dynamics are very interesting, and I wish I was able to take physics as a kid, but I never. I wasn't able. You're not to. a physicist, <laughs> right? Oh yeah. wow! I know. So I'm a physicist. <laughs> That's why. I- <laughs> I took physics in high school. You take, yeah, I mean, yeah. I took anatomy in high school, so that means I'm a doctor. Yeah. That's a bit. This is our logic that we have. <laughs> but I would like to think that we're the only podcast that has gone from talking about a catheter to fluid dynamics. Or, you know. <sighs> right? I mean, it's it's a feather in our cap. I, you know, if you could leave that in the comment section mm-hmm. or when you review us. Well, they say, you know, comedy, you got to go to uncomfortable places and make you laugh. So I think That's we took catheters. people. Yeah, we took people That's to catheters, catheters and we brought it back to <laughs> science, you know. Yeah. And, it's truly amazing to turn pain into comedy. Uh, I yeah, the idea that siphoning is such an interesting thing. Except for I don't know. I have debated with, with yourself. With myself. Okay. Should I try to go siphon my own car, like in preparation to like? To have to do it. I have to do it. Practice like it's the game. Right. You know. And it's like if I right. I mean, if I'm having to. In some kind of disaster scenario, mm-hmm. have to, to go and siphon cars. Because I remember, like, you're not supposed to be able to siphon cars anymore, right? Like, that's a thing. Uh, because of like how the gas tanks are designed? Right. Or, like, the, or, or, the nozzles? Or, or, or something. I, I don't remember what, and I haven't mm. looked into it. Well, that's why like, we got it. And, and this episode's brought to you by the new Ford uh, <laughs> F-150. Um, but the, <laughs> the new... That the only time I've ever really wanted a fucking truck is when, when like, you knew you couldn't siphon it. Well, when it's like a running generator, like it has a working oh, generator right. on the truck, and I'm like, oh wait a second, I actually see the value of that. My God, and it, I think it's like 84 hours it could run your household. Really? Yeah. Huh. And I'm like, that's ooh. Think about it. It's a generator that you can drive. Sure. And it's full of the gas you need, right? <sighs> full of the gas you need. Yeah. God, can you write a song about the the Ford F one fifty? The Ford F one fifty. Please. I've never been in love with one before, but I'm not saying I'm in love. I'm just flirting with it. But <laughs> yeah, it's but it's one of those rare situations where like a commercial was like spoke to me. I was like, I mean, the execution left a lot to be desired. Yeah. But I was like, oh well, that is an interesting. I know I want to be able to plug stuff in at, at some point. At some point in my life, I just yeah, as. I found out my wife hid, uh, my son was given a knife. Okay. And it was hidden in our car. Okay. Why was your son given a knife? Uh, just because somebody thought it was a good idea to give him a knife. Who, can uh, you it disclose? Was, it was an uncle just thinking, Okay. hey, we, he's into fishing, he wants to be, do some fishing, and gave him a knife, and it's like, <laughs> we're not there. In retrospect, this was we're a not, we're not. We're not there yet. Okay. And... Um, how old is this, this child? No, <laughs> he's fourteen. It's just like oh, you're oh, a fourteen-year-old. Yeah, well, he okay. just, he's yeah. No, it's it's more of an in, indictment on my son, <laughs> and then <laughs> then, <laughs> then the on the judgment of another adult. Okay, no, it's he's just he, he'll cut shit. He'll just you know, step step step. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then I'll st- I've been thinking, man, I'm so happy that knife's in the car. Every time I get into it. In case I get sucked Because you know that you need to have a knife in a situation? Uh, right. Or could? Uh, exactly. Like, I, like when I said I want to test me siphoning a car, mm-hmm. I also, so 
I I daydream. I feel like you're slightly preparing for the apocalypse. I right. I mean, as everybody should. I'm and I'm on board with you. I think everyone not, should. Not, but I feel like you're taking these extra steps of like going not, down these rabbit holes. I'm not gonna like, have. I have a. Like, I'm not gonna have a bunker full of food. Well, I have a, a cabinet I, full of food. If I was super rich, I would definitely have a safe room that I could live in for six months. Okay. That's just. And what's, like, what's your dream safe room scenario? Because <clears throat> like, that's one of those fun things where you like the things that you need. It's kind of like in a community when the, the guy traps himself underneath the the college for the rest of his life, and he trapped himself down with fifty years of cocaine, and somehow that only, that <laughs> that only last. lasts for like six months. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I I came up with the concept, uh, and I wrote in my head a whole movie called The Compound. Okay. Around We've it. So about. I mean, so like my like ideal compound safe place would be. Are we talking safe rooms? Or are we talking to like full on compounds? Um, this is a post apocalyptic. You have nice furnishings, but it's more of a room the room situation. So I'm locked. Where... I'm locked. I'm I'm locked in a space. Yeah, I mean, you can let's let's say the size is the size of my of my studio basement here. Okay. Basement studio, however, whatever word you want to put first. Ooh, that's a studio basement or basement studio. If we're stuck in your basement. Mm-hmm. Now there's some walls so that you can. Most people can't see. Right. No. I mean. No one can. But no. <laughs> no. I'm gonna paint a picture with my mind. Uh, what would I need down here? I mean, really? I mean, we need to be able to circulate air. Mm-hmm. We need to have some kind of cistern system. System, mm-hmm. uh, preferably, this thing would be ran off of. Um, we'd have some kind of geothermal heating, just so. I mean, right now, I mean, here we are in. We're in Iowa. If we lost complete power, uh, would we die down here of exposure? Most likely not. Most likely not. No. But it would be uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're talking living in a parka for for two months a year, three yeah. months, two months Minimum. a year. Yeah. And uh, so, I mean, being able to have some kind of like battery backups, that's not going to, I mean, there's not enough batteries for right. that. Just FYI, just people, everybody just, needs to know that. that. That is a thing. Like people do need to understand like like green energy, whatever you want to classify it as. Right. Like, the batteries are the the big issue. I mean, batteries are. I mean, like batteries. I are, love my rechargeable AA batteries that I have, but you can tell that the batteries don't hold the same charge as when you first got them. Yeah, it's not sustainable. Yes, over time. Right. But anyway, uh, I mean, so I would imagine that you want to be almost completely off grid. Um, Just have so, that Ford F one fifty running. No, because that's that's gasoline. But you can go out and get gas. That means you're leaving your house. It does, and that that can be but a problem. But that that's be the beauty problem. of that generator, though, is that you can drive that generator to, a you know, to whatever your source sure. of gas is, get it run recon, and then come back and have it. Now you're going to want a stockpile. Uh, th- my thing is that's so interesting about gasoline is that it does turn, it goes bad. Gasoline gum starts. But how getting, long does it take for gasoline to go bad? Four years. Okay, uh, I'll take that. I'll yeah. take that risk. So I mean, but I'm not going to have a four year supply of gasoline on hand. Either. Sure. Well, I don't know. I'd like to, but I, I mean, right. like even if you got like a old like farm like uh, big drum, yeah, big drum of gas, big drum of gas. You know, like that's well, that's not going to last you that long. 
No, it's not going to last you four years. No, I mean, well, it's not going to last you half a year. It's not going to last you four months. I will take, outside of like creating a new energy source that doesn't require something, I will take the risk of having the big drum of gasoline, basically. And that's why, like, I'm surprised that, like, growing up, I didn't appreciate it as much, but our giant tank of liquid propane, like, I love that shit now. Like, I can't imagine. Don't trust the stuff, mm-hmm. personally. But. Well, no, I'm saying, like, you know, living off of, uh, I mean, heating, and, like, heating. And if you're going to run a generator for two hours a day, like, that'd be great. It'd be great to have a giant tank of propane. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's what most people have out in the country is just, you know, it, it is completely unfeasible to run that much you know, gas line. Yeah, constantly. So yeah, they're just uh, just big old tanks of propane. And I remember my my grandpa when uh, he had a, he had a farm up in Minnesota, and we go up there all the time. And I, we one of the summers, I was deemed old enough to like try to uh, fix my dad's old dirt bike that he had, like oh. the old. And that was the thing. Like I remember as a kid riding on it, like with my dad. I remember one yeah. of the things. Yeah. I did, which was could have killed us both. But we were riding on the dirt bike, and um, I was, you know, in front, and my dad was behind me, and he had the, yeah. he had the early, early childhood memory. I don't even know how old I okay. was, but early. So I decided it'd be fun just like to crank the the handles. Like I just oh. we were driving on a gravel road, yeah. And I remember I just cranked the left hand handle, just dumped it. I just wanted to see it. I just wanted to see what it does. Did and like we we skidded around a little bit. Ooh. We didn't fall. We didn't yeah. like, crash or anything like that. But yeah, my dad got really pissed at me. I'm like, in rightfully. What so. are you? What are you thinking? What are you thinking? Again. Yeah. I had to be under. I probably was like five years old. Yeah. Maybe. Sure. You know, I was. It was one early, early memory, and so uh, enough time passed where I was deemed fit to like try to fix that. And but my yeah. grandpa had a big giant tank of of gasoline. Yeah. Like oh, of gasoline, not LP. So no, not, not LP. Not, no, not he had, giant propane. No, because he would put it in different yeah. vehicles and stuff that he had around the area. And yeah. Like, and I, I, like you, I didn't appreciate it for what it was, but in the moment, I was like, "Wow, that is that is." We don't have to fill up. We don't have to go into town to like fill up the dirt bike. Sure, we just have it right here. That's kind of cool. I, I appreciated yeah. that. We never got that thing running, but yeah, that's a fun exercise, though. It is. So we just that's just taking anything apart and trying to put it back together. Rodents had made a nest in the gas tank. Yeah. And so there was different like yeah. old techniques and it's pre-internet too. So you're just, you're basing it off of what other people had told <laughs> so, you at different points. It's like I'll just rip put it a apart. bunch of nuts and bolts in there and shake it around and it will try to like clean it out and shit like that. Like, but not just on mounting it and try to hose it out. Yeah. I mean, we never get, I'm pretty sure it was like welded shut, you know, the gas tank itself. So, oh. cause it was like in the gas tank itself that they made a nest okay. and we could never get it clean enough that it would properly, like yeah. we can get it started, but it would die. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. There was anyway. I'm not, not I'm a not mechanic. Gonna, wasn't a mechanic then. I'm not going to go through the basics and small engine repair. Right. It, that was a course I took in high school, by the way. Oh. <laughs> Where were you back? Then? I literally, I did literally take a class called small engine repair. I never repaired anything. Me neither. <laughs> I didn't take the class, but I didn't repair anything. But I like there is a there is a kid he, he did bring in like a little dirt bike and mm-hmm. like an old shitty dirt bike. So and you it was a, have reference to yeah, this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I was this. like, "Oh, well, that's good. Good on you." I brought in like a lawnmower engine that had been sitting out for like ten years, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Teacher, took 
what are you going to do with this? I'm like, I don't know. You told me to bring in an old engine. So this is what I got. Yeah. Oh, geez. Uh, yeah. Okay. So in here, you don't want to have enough food. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, I, there, there's a weird, there's like small breaks, right? As far as survival. And it go, I, in my opinion, it goes something like three weeks. But if money's not an option, though, luxury is still in play. Yeah. Oh, well, luxury is an option. I'm not doing a room the size of this. Like, maybe, like, in my, like, resort condo, I'd want a room this size mm-hmm. as far as uh, as far as that. Your but, getaway. Yeah. But. But all also, that's more resources to, to maintain. So you're just. You I, well, if I've got unlimited resources. You have, you have reasonable resources. Okay. You don't have unlimited, but you have enough to be like. I, I, if I've got a vacation home. <laughs> I mean, I got a vacation home. I'm doing pretty good. Exactly. Uh, so there's that three week period where there's like a like we know we can get better. We're we're gonna get beyond whatever is happening. Don't don't take into account what it is. Yeah. Right. That drove you down here. Right. So there, it's either a flash in the pan, break, you know, flash in the pan, breakdown of basic economic structure, whether it's Doesn't matter. power outage. Well, I, I'm, I'm just explaining. Yeah. I'm, Bobby, you want me to talk or not? <laughs> I want you to get to the what you want out of the, the what, uh, what you want out of your. I want to be able. Room. I want to be able to. Not what you're going to do if society comes back in right, three weeks. Right. We need to think about these in stages. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Okay. Okay. There's the three weeks flash in the pan. It's a major storm. It is like a a hurricane or a snowstorm where Mm -hmm. I'm cut off from basic society. I want to like really lean in heavy on that. Okay. Now, then there's the big giant uh, almost pandemic esque things where it's like six to eight month plus. But that's a completely different scenario. Right. As but, far as but, like, but I'm going to, I'm going to I'm going to put the same amount of what not not I'm going to put the same amount of effort into it. I'm going to what's the word I want to use? Like like a no, no, probability. Okay? I want to the probability of being able to be completely cut off for 3 weeks. I'm going to lean in heavy to that. That's pretty likely. Have as far as extreme examples happening, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to lean in heavy to that. The 6 week, 6 to 8 week stuff I'm going to I'm going to plan for a little bit of that where I know that I'm going to have to go do some foraging. I might have to do some light gardening. I know I'm going to do a little bit of that. But if, in all those situations though too where you're doing now you're dealing with other elements and you have to have a workaround because if it's a, if right. it's a if it's a foraging situation that means other people are going to be looking for resources as well. That means we get much more into like old west style. Or, or yeah, so like I mean, I'll take the stuff and thank I you. I need I need to be have I need to have something I can barter. I need to have something I can. What's your security de- uh, defense? Well, we're gonna get there, Bobby. Let me finish <laughs> out here, and then there's the life is absolutely completely changed, and we're not gonna go back to any kind of resemblance to what it was before. Okay, now, unprecedented times. On, well, we're living through unprecedented times, so we're still in that. <laughs> 
<laughs> You're still in that scenario. In these unprecedented times. <laughs> right. So, hey, this I'm podcast thinking, is I'm brought thinking, to you by unprecedented times. Uh, um, Waterworld, uh, which is now available on Netflix. Go watch Waterworld. Oh. So that's the third That's the third option, right? Waterworld? Right. Or Mad Max. <laughs> you know. So uh, you want to be able to... I don't disagree with you with the uh, the stages of it. I mean, right. I'm just saying that that's... But, it, but what I would like... Okay. So now that we have matter, that... Now, okay. No, exactly. Thank you. <laughs> now that that's laid out. Okay. Okay. All right. Now, I want to be able to live comfortably in that three weeks. I want to live... I want to be able to live like nothing's changed. So I want to have an ample amount of food, supply, and energy... And watch Netflix. And, well, or have just be able to... DVDs. Uh, a library. Right. Okay. That's going to be totally All right, what's built your, what's into your, that. What's your top five DVDs you want to have available? Extended edition, Lord of the Rings. Okay. Those three. That's, I mean, that's you want like... those three? That's 35 DVDs right there. <laughs> okay. But I'm, I'm going to count those all as three the, titles, right? Th- yep, three titles, sure. Yep. No, because these are important <laughs> questions because you're going to be downstairs and you're going to be like... Hey, we got <laughs> Harry and the Hendersons. We have Lost in Space, right. and we have uh, you know eight millimeter. What? <laughs> God, Lost in Space every single time. Every Lost single- in Space, Harry and the Hendersons, eight millimeter. Harry and the Hendersons, eight millimeter. Back to Lost in Space. <laughs> <laughs> then you double up Lost in Space. You go right? back to back with it because right. it's that good. It's that good. And then you just throw an eight millimeter like three times in a row, and you just find yourself in a corner, <laughs> just like shaking back and forth. Okay, so being able to no 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 what's your okay. five what's your five DVDs? these are these oh are gosh the I I don't know probably Waterworld I mean literally I mean it's Waterworld like it's kind of like Ocean's Eleven what really okay. I, I mean wow. I enjoy Ocean's Eleven it's a fun little heist you want a movie that's gonna like make you escape you're not gonna a movie that I've watched a hundred times already so yeah you need to just have it on yeah what if it's a TV series. Oh, TV series. That's a difficult one. Uh, you get the full series. The full series? Yeah. Not the full. Oh. You get the full series. I'll give you the full series. Like, you were really into Breaking Bad and you bought it all on DVD and you're like, thank God I got it. Andy Griffith? Andy Griffith just uh, sure. getting shaking in a corner <laughs> back and forth. Like, just remember the good times. Remember I don't, the good I don't times. know. Yeah. No? I don't you don't know? know? No. Oh. That's I, craziness. I, no, I will know. Tell but, you what, I've. As far as books, probably when I, you're not going to read. Well, I have reread the book that I've reread the most in my life has been uh, the Zombie Apocalypse uh, Survival Guide by Max Brooks. I've read that thing cover to cover. This explains a lot. Like five or six times. Okay. Because it's not only has some practical application as far as like you know. As a, an adult, I understand that zombie apocalypse isn't going to happen. Could possibly not happen. Most likely it's not ever going to happen. But there's enough survival stuff in there that, that's interesting and is applicable in most situations. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, there's a nice little narrative break that's filled with little short stories of uh, all the known zombie attacks. I didn't ask you about books, though. Anyhow, well, fuck you. I asked you about TV shows. You can give me an answer. Yeah, I said Andy Griffith. That's it. Okay. That's <laughs> the answer? Then let's move on. In Seinfeld? I don't know. Well, that's, I mean. I don't know. Andy Griffith or Seinfeld? Uh, 
Probably Andy Griffiths because I haven't seen it as really? much. Really? I haven't seen it as much. That's what you're going to go with? That's it's fun. That's craziness. I don't know. It's a simpler time. I want to relax. You want to relax. How much, I mean, how much movies and TV are you watching in this? In this? Uh, or are you? Hold on. Now, this is the real question, Bobby. Mm-hmm. And this is something we haven't talked about yet is how many people are down here? How many people are down here? If it's me, if it's my family, if it's you it's and me. Your, it's not your family. If it's just you and me. If it's, it's my yourself, you and me. It's you and me. How about that? Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. See, I mean, do you play cards at all? We yeah, don't. Yeah. yeah. I'd play cards. Yeah. I, I think we could, like. We'd have a backgammon set down here for sure. Oh, see, I mean, I don't know how to play backgammon, but. Oh, I'll show you. Exactly. Delightful game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that'll occupy at least a week. As I've learned from the zombie uh, survival hand, handbook, it's. Uh, Keeping your mind active is important. Like being able to have some kind of uh, distraction where you're not just sitting there. You don't want to be working sun up to sundown only on survival. Correct. And you don't want to be, you know, staring at a blank wall for six hours a day. Because you go crazy. Because that you will look. And that's where that's where I do think there's an importance to like having the DVDs or the TV shows or yeah games like stuff to do because you're not. It depends on the situation that you're that you're describing. Obviously, if you're just kind of biding time and waiting for uh, a natural disaster to run sure. its course, yeah. that's different than if people are like like staking out your place and trying to take what you have. Those <sighs> right because there's less time for R and R when people right. are trying to take what you have. Meaning that if you have a garden, you know you have to figure out how to protect that garden because people are going to steal. Right. I mean, deer do it all the fucking time. We you know, yeah. we shoot them. So yeah. So as far as the fences go, I mean, I wouldn't want to be in a basement at all because basements are death traps. What if you had to be, though? Okay, so the natural elements, whether it's a storm or some kind of radiation where it makes sense where I'm underground. No, you have to be underneath. Yeah, that then it's it's best that you're underground. Yeah. Um, I think we can say with pretty good like generalities, like, if you're going to build a bunker, if you're going to build a safe room, it's going to be below. I mean, that's like why they're burying silos and stuff in the Dakotas and everything. Yeah, like that. Like, I think that's much more of a reaction to nuclear reaction. Nu- but nuclear. like, if you're if you're going to have like multiple uses for why you need it, right? Like, again, a nuclear attack might not be the reason why you went down there, but whatever drove you sure. down there is the reason why you're there. And so, again, like. In a nuclear, like, you know, in a tornado, you don't want to have your safe room in the attic, you know? Right. Because that's, that would blow right. away. But if it's, if I'm worried about attack, if I'm worried about, I need to be able to have multiple egresses. That's, that's a big thing is just being able to exit your house slash structure in multiple ways. And currently in this, you know, where we're at We right would need now, to build a tunnel. I don't know, but that could you put an egress window over there behind I mean, you? Uh, I mean, that one goes outside. I mean, we have that one. We have two windows. Like we have multiple ones actually that go outside. But like easily be able to get in and out. I could get out of that. I could get out of those. You windows. can get in and out of that window. I'm not saying you're not going to be able to get out of that window, Bobby. But if you know, not covertly, right? Or if this floor gets you know because of wind and everything getting like pushed around and we lose a foot and a half 
that's not a proper egress window. What I'm saying, though, is that if you had tunnel systems that would lead you out, I think that would be sure. very beneficial. That'd actually be a great way to keep your residents secluded and hidden. Because if you had multiple entry points, I mean, obviously you have to defend them, too. But Yeah. Well, no, you, but you, you basically, I'm to... thinking like a Robin Hood's Prince of Thieves type situation where you could come out of the ground and then just, you know, it looks like a pile of leaves, but you open it up and all of a sudden, yeah, it's your, uh, you know, it's a way to get into your, your safe room. Sure. But I, I do think, yeah. So being able to have multiple rooms, that's a good idea. Just because, also because of variety. Like there's a weird like thing where humans need to be able to see multiple things and it's literally like oh man i'm going into the kitchen now it's very exciting to go into the kitchen because the different view mm-hmm. it's it's very weird well it was one of the things i thought like the walking dead did a really good job of initially i, I gave up on the show it just got a little too ridiculous but no. um what do you mean but uh but uh th- th- when especially when they were in the prison yeah like when when they were in the prison i thought that was an interesting uh experiment on what people would do because again you're you're getting now into those situations where everyone has their own room there are different parts of the prison you can be in different parts but it's also safe and it's secluded from what's happening or at least there's some security defense there's still people that want to get in or people that know where you're at are you dealing with stuff like that but like you're getting into a bit of a comfort zone of like you have your own space and having your own space versus a common space. space yeah yeah and I think with any type of survival situation in a bunker, and we really have never ever had it in human history. Yeah. I mean, really, no one's ever needed to survive outside of like an avalanche situation. Sure, in a you know in a in a safe space in a, in a bunker style situation. Right. And but if someone's in the same room all the time, I, mean, I guess like solitary confinement. I mean, yes. that would be like yeah, a good exactly example, exactly you know, where you're like. You throw people in the same room all the time. And that's all they see. They don't see daylight. They they have no other stimuli. They'll slowly go insane. It'll break. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. Most humans will break if they're not already broken. <sighs> yeah. Which corner are you claiming in here? Like piss corner or just a? No, no, yeah. In general, where's oh. your where's the urine going? That's. I mean, thing. we have a bathroom down here. <clears throat> right, but if it doesn't, if everything's cut off, well, we can still. That's pee in gonna it. no. That's gonna back up, man. Well, we can still pee in it. <clears throat> Where do you, where does the drains in your floor go? That's the better question. Uh, you mean like, well, there's a drain over there, but <coughs> yeah, where's you okay? Do you got COVID? I again? got yeah. No, I mean maybe. I don't know. I thought you got vaccinated. No, I mean that's only half. What the fuck? I'm still susceptible. There's a couch okay. over in this corner. I'm gonna claim that one so I can sleep on the couch. Okay. So first dibs, I call couch. Anyhow, so how do we survive for longer? Uh, you tell me the scenario. Well, I, I I do think you're you're fragmented. Yeah, you know, one to three weeks. That's a different level of survival. Uh, and that's when I'm I'm gonna put a lot more chips into. Sure, because you that. want the convenience. I mean, if I'm gonna spend three weeks in a basement, and maybe like maybe the lockdown was a little bit like that. Of course, I I I left my house. I did oh all those dangerous horrible things. Yeah, but uh, yeah I. I I've come to realize that a lot more people have just stayed like bunkered down in their yes. house. Yes. And <laughs> it's an appreciation, but I also have no idea how to relate with them as far as like approaching it being like, look, yeah. I'm, I'm, I understand why you're scared because if you've been in your house, I don't know if you've heard any of the Broadway songs that they've, they've produced to like about getting the no. vaccine. No. 
they're horrible. I mean, it's it's straight up propaganda. Now, I have gotten three commercials today on YouTube for the Offspring's new album. Okay. Okay. And it has a lot of COVID imagery in it. We're like people spitting and like literally a 3D animated virus thing. What? Uh, Yeah, right. I don't know. I need to learn more. I don't want to dive into it now, but okay. Is the Offspring... The Offspring has a new album they have coming, a new out coming out on the 16th. And they're just going to... I don't know. I don't know. Don't, don't. It, let's keep on this because... Well, it's piqued but, my interest because <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm wondering if they're taking a would stand. You need, would, you need, would you need a some kind of musical indus- instrument? No. No. No, no, no that's no. not something you need to pass the time. No. I'm not... No. You don't need your guitar to live. N- not any... No. Not anymore? Not anymore. No. Oh, yeah, that's well. A, in that situation, that's I, a man who's really given up on his dreams. I, Look at you. Uh, if uh, <laughs> I <laughs> cut that, cut too close. Um, <laughs> the catheter was too close. <laughs> um, no, like in that situation, I would, I wouldn't want to play guitar anyway. I mean, you don't want to sing a guitar. You don't want to come up with a song with me. Fuck you. N- no. <laughs> that, that that would be the story. That would be the movie just, right there. Just like okay, guys. Hey, Bobby, we're, we're gonna write a song about this fucking crack in the cinder block wall right today. It's, it's, Here we go. <laughs> it's from his album. It's from his album. It's like blast from the past, but just. Uh, I write, love that movie. They, it's a good movie, but they write like a they write like an entire musical. And they have it all. Yeah, it's, it's all up here, man. It's yeah. all up in the brain. You know, There's this crack in the wall. Yeah. It's too small. God, it just writes itself. Is it? Wait, is it that an that a that an agent for these two artists? The artists have got reached this height of like success where they just don't want to do work anymore, and the work that they do is just really bad. And they actually kind of don't like each other anymore, so they just have to they have to trick them into getting into being in the same room. So their agents <sighs> convince them do that some kind of scenario, some kind of bunker scenario <laughs> where it's like. Guys, we got to go down the U.S. and speed down there. You beat down Save there. yourselves! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they just lock them up. And then it's just them trying to write. Trust me, in six months, they're going to come out there with pure gold exactly. or blood on their hands. One or the other. One or the other. <laughs> <laughs> that's, not that, a bad, that's not a bad idea. That's what the movie's called, One or the Other. <laughs> <laughs> one or the other? Oh, man. That's a, that's a fun, like, uh, what's a, what's a. Kind of like, uh, what's the, the producers, but kind of blast from the past. What, what do I want to say? I want to say the, uh, Lewin and Davis, um. Oh, Inside Lewin Davis? In, yeah, yeah. I've never saw that one, actually. Yeah? I mean, who made that movie? That was, That was uh, the Coen Brothers. That was Coen Brothers, yeah. right. With, uh. That was like, I, I haven't seen it, so I don't want to say, but it felt like that was like a jumping the shark kind of. Oh. Like, we're too, like, we. Now we're the Coen Brothers. Now let's make a Coen Brothers movie. If that makes sense, do you know what I'm saying? No, uh, yeah. Coen Brothers burned me. When did they burn you? Uh, what was it called? It was called not Rules of Attraction. We've gone through this. We have actually. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to remember the name of it. it was George Clooney and uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones and uh, Richard? Not Richard. Uh, no, Gary Sinise. No, what the fuck was that guy's name? I'll look it up. <sighs> okay, look it up. Just because. Uh, Terms of I want to say rules of engagement, terms of interaction. I I don't remember, but I was like, this is a Coen Brothers movie. You know, I was like, I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember like what 
I mean, before besides Fargo, we'll go through the entire discography or filmography filmography of, of George Clooney of George Clooney. Hold on. We'll, we'll find okay. it. It's quick. It's no, not going to be it, that far. Th- this came out in 2002, 2003. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. Not Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Mm, not Solaris. Uh, hold on. You're too, you're, oh my gosh. We're right here. Intolerable Cruelty. That's and that's. I mean, I loved uh, Rules of Attraction. That was a uh, James Vanderbeek movie. I really liked that a lot. <laughs> but this, yeah, Intolerable Cruelty was not Even a, Cohen was uncredited as directing right. this movie. So and maybe I that's remember, an indicator. I remember like, thinking that, like, oh, this is a Coen Brothers movie, and they didn't write. I'm like, oh, well, they didn't write, they didn't write this one, mm-hmm. and it was not very good. So this, yeah. So in your in your mind, they jumped the shark before this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I I would classify this as jumping the shark. Pull up, yeah. Pull up. uh, So this came out in '02, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Pull up just Coen Brothers, guys. Well, I feel like we need to pull up Ethan Coen because he's uncredited. (sighs) Which Coen Brothers is more? Joel, Joel is known as the as the director. That's just what it is. Okay. I just, because Ethan was uncredited, I was wondering. But they always, I mean, that's, I think, I want to say that's always the case. That's always the case. Okay, well, let's actually, let's just compare they're known for. Are they known for the same thing? No, they're uh, not. Mm. Known but, for the Ballad of Buster Scruggs, Fargo, Blood Simple. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, they're individuals. Yeah. They are, but they're not. So Joel and Ethan are always producers. Joel is generally listed as the director. I don't know why. I don't. I yeah. I it's mean. super weird. But uh, so yeah, Inside Lewin Davis just seemed like a. It just seemed like they were yeah, trying to make a Coen Brothers film. If it if that's right, and it's yeah. also I, I have a hard time. I mean. I didn't have a hard time with Crazy Heart, the Jeff Bridges movie oh, about yeah. the the songwriter on the last leg of his career. Mm-hmm. I have a really hard time with movies about songwriters at the beginning of their career because it's a fantasy story. It's a oh. fantastical story where it doesn't really ever happen that way. Yeah, and but the like the Crazy Heart story where it's he's got to play these shows because he had this song, you know, a long time ago and he's always That's interesting. That's more real. Like the, yeah. I love Crazy Heart. I mean, I, it's one of those movies I'd watch like probably once every 3 to 5 years. I want to say I've only seen that once. It's it's good, but it's it's the level of um it's it's a more accurate depiction of what the life is sure. versus like the one, you know, like everyone when a star is born came out was like, oh, did you see a star is born? I was like, no, why would I want to watch that fairy tale? Because that's not how it happens. And then I, I don't know if we talked about that on the podcast or not, but I've never seen how it. like it's been made like seven times. <laughs> it's, it's, it's yeah, that, that is forever. a movie that's been made a hundred times. Yeah, yeah. So no. And that's not how it happens, by the way. I mean, maybe the killing himself at the end, but spoiler alert. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'd but, rather watch a team again. <laughs> Me too, probably. <laughs> they flew a tank. 
Yeah. Remember they flew that? a tank. Yeah, they flew a tank. In yeah, into. Well, I remember you t- telling me about it. I'm not going to watch a team. I'd oh, watch yeah. it before oh, yeah. I watch a Star yeah. Is Born, but oh, I mean. But anyway, That's if I'm going to watch a song, if watch watch a movie, movie about a, a about songwriter, a songwriter, you'd rather see it about the end of their career and not the beginning of their career. Yeah. And I thought, like Crazy Heart, I thought did a great job. Is there another? Epi- is there another ser- uh, movie about the uh, songwriter at the end of their career? Well, Nathan, let's find out. Song uh, movies about songwriters. Also, the movie Lady Killers fucking sucked. It did again. Another movie where they're trying to be the Coen Brothers kind of thing. Yeah, oh, it's like it, oh, brother, we're out there. It was so popular. Let's just do that with Tom Hanks. And what was the, what was the football movie they did? Didn't they do a football fucking hold movie? On, go back. What do you mean? Didn't they do like one with uh, Jim Krasinski or J- uh, John Krasinski? <sighs> oh. Uh, with John Krasinski and uh, and George Clooney, right? Yeah, um, Leatherheads. I thought it was Leatherheads. Yeah, y- yes. Which I think is is something that could be mined as far as like an interesting like. Oh, I didn't know the. I didn't know they were from Minneapolis. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, that's why they love Fargo. Oh, I'm sorry, but who made Leatherheads? Because if it wasn't the Coen Brothers, it was some... Okay, so George Clooney. George Clooney. Okay, so <laughs> here we go. We got a connection. They're like, okay, I learned everything from the Coen Brothers here. Who? Okay, Duncan Brantley and Rick Riley wrote this. Click on Duncan Brantley. Has that guy written anything else? <gasps> Look at that, dude. That's a dude. That's a, that's a lovely headshot. He's known for Leatherheads. <laughs> this is taken off Facebook, by the way. The Big Fix. And what, what it was was ba- was football. That's what a that's a good, that's a good. Uh, no, he's got a special thanks in the Highwaymen. Special thanks in the Highwaymen, uh, starring. Uh, oh, nobody. Okay, cool. Wait, you can watch. Yeah, it that up. guy's. This is this is a guy. Well, he's got another show coming out, movie coming out next. Uh, Next, so who is the professional screenwriter who cleaned oh, this, clean this fucker up? Rick <laughs> Riley. I've seen this guy. Oh, that's a hell of a shot on Rick Riley. Boulder, Colorado. Gorgeous. Huh. He's got a very familiar face. Uh, he's uh, used to be your friend's accountant. <laughs> oh, he sold me a, a house. He's a real estate <laughs> agent. Right? Oh, man. Uh, oh. Oh, he had a television show called Homecoming with Rick Riley. Ugh. How does a person look this familiar but has no credits? Well, whatsoever? you saw him when he was on The Tonight Show. Look, he's got th- three photos from when he was on The Tonight Show. That's insane. Ugh. Remember when he was on The Tonight Show? No. I don't. But we're going to look up movies that were about songwriters. Yeah, movies? movies about songwriters. That's a good question. I do like that idea of- Not so- biopics, because biopics I don't like. I think we've talked about that too. Like we don't like, I don't want to see Elton John. Yeah. Fantastically rising to fame. You know, I would like the movie Rockstar was an interesting rise. Like a, huh. I, I, I thought that that played out where it was, it was base kind of sort of. Yeah. A little bit. Pseudo based on. Yeah, uh, not on Judas Letterhead. Priest. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. On Judas Priest replacing yeah, not Ralph Leatherheads. Not leather. Well, Leatherheads was a clearly a Coen Brothers ripoff that Clooney yeah. took to heart. But um, but that was you know your sure 
Yeah. Almost Famous, kind of similar. Like, I, yes. Those two movies, I mean, Almost Famous is great. I love I love Almost Famous. Yeah. But, but also, that's where it's like the rise and the fall. These movies where it's just the rise and then- And, and everything's every, okay. Everything's okay. Nobody wants to watch the show about the guy who went on The Price is Right and got everything perfect. Yeah, the documentary was hard to watch. <laughs> uh, the perfect bid? Yeah, the perfect bid. Oh, that was interesting. 30, 30 films, best films about music. Chosen by musicians. And Star is Born is already there. Oh, oh no. Oh, man. All get right, get well, that out of here. So uh, for some reason, I fell into a, a YouTube rabbit hole that was the um, guys in the in the recording studio. And like, oh, you know. Here we go. Uh, yeah, I've never heard that song before. Let's play the song. Oh my god! You know that, that was the perfect, uh, perfectly done. I think it was done better by I think you should leave mm-hmm. better than uh, the Walk Hard, the Doobie Cox story. <laughs> <laughs> god, I love that. And that was the night the skeletons came to life. Yeah, it's like I just want to document like, the Wrecking Crew documentary. That was a. I mean, well, when we get into documentaries, this is the okay. Yeah. I, I kind of want to like get rid of all the documentaries because okay the the those are just what individual happened stories. To Miss Simone again that's voice. these are all documentaries. I have not <sighs> seen Little Voice. No. Scott Walker, Thirtieth Century Man. No. no. Another documentary. Vox Lux. That sounds kind of familiar. Mm, okay. Well, Wayne Coyne had something to say about it. Because, like, I mean, documentaries. Yeah. I mean, some of I mean, uh, Sympathy for the Devil. The Woodstock documentary. Yeah. Uh, what was the one out in California? Um, I don't know. There was the what the Hell's Angels killed a dude. Uh, I don't know. The, uh, what was that festival? Rolling Stones. This is a great little story. Rolling Stones. California. Can you make an entire documentary out of it? Oh, they did. Uh, Music festival movie. Okay. So after after um, Tammy show, what, really? I uh, I mean, go ahead. Oh no. Okay. Al, 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 uh, Altamont. Altamont. Yeah. So. So this yeah. So Tammy T M M T M I. Okay. It's a concert film. Yeah. So. Basically, on the heels of Woodstock, they decided that we should do the same thing, but let's do it out in California. Instead of like hiring professional security, they're like, "Well, we'll like, just get Hell's Angels. We'll just get the Hell's Angels, dudes." And yeah. like they were totally down for it. Okay, all right. So, and they killed a dude, and then it became like the incident at Altamont. On a on a scale from one to ten, go back up, go back up. No, down a little bit. List of performers. Okay. okay? On a scale of one to ten, I want you to tell me. On a scale of one to ten, how much would you love to see these performers? Okay. At that time. Uh yes. Yeah. Go, okay. Go at that okay. time. Yep. Uh, from one to ten, the Barbarians. That's. Uh, I mean, a zero, but okay. only because I've never. No, heard I've of never them. heard of them. Yeah. What? Uh, the Beach Boys. At that time. Yeah. Mm, that's a that's a nine. Okay. Chuck Berry. At the time, that's probably a seven. Okay. James Brown. And the and the and famous, the famous flames. flames. I mean, that's probably like an that's probably an eight, maybe nine. Marvin Gaye. It's probably a nine. Jerry and the Pacemakers. Probably a five. Fucking Leslie Gore. Mm, I don't know Leslie Gore. Oh, 
she got hits. Oh, oh, Leslie Gore has hits. It's Judy's turn to cry. Cry. It's it's my party. Uh, uh, sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows. Everything that's wonderful. I'll go. Uh, I'll go five. I'll go <laughs> you'd be surprised how many hits. Look, Leslie I'd love Gore's to pay five and then be surprised. Okay, Jan and Dean. Um, I know Jan and Dean, but I can't play some right now. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna go zero only because I don't know. Billy J. Kramer and the Dakotas. I'm gonna go zero. I've never heard of them. Smokey Robinson and the Miracles. Now that would that would be a good one. That that's uh, an eight. Okay. Uh the Rolling Stones. At that time, that's a ten. Yeah. The Rolling Stones in the prom. The Supremes. The Supremes would be like a nine. Yep. Okay. And the housebound house band cor- collectively known as the Wrecking Crew. Uh, which has a wonderful documentary uh, about them. Uh, just real super tight. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, that, that, would be, that would be an eight or a nine right yeah. there. You know, this would be a fantastic show. Um, the Hells Angels uh, being security. Yeah. Look, I've been around a lot of bikers in my life. Yeah. Having oh, played yeah. a number of uh, biker Rough bars. Rough and, and They're lovely people. They, I mean, I just never want to be on their bad side. Yeah. So I've never like challenged them to be on their bad side. But... uh yeah, I can. I the same way that I could totally see them like killing somebody a- acting as security is the same way that I don't ever want to be on their bad side. So, but so, I would love to see the Rolling Stones, and like, we had the chance to see them a couple years ago. According to the Wikipedia article, throughout the show, numerous go-go dancers performed in the background besides the performers under the direction of choreographer David Winters. Are you familiar with David Winters? I'm a John Winters man, and yeah, through and through. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I think, you know, when we talked, we've talked about the, uh, time travel. Yeah. If you can go back to go back in time, uh, wow. Wait, wait, wait. This, the set list, the for, set list. Now this oh. actually affects everything. Oh, how the hell is this a set list? This is craziness. Cause they just jumping right. You know, I wonder if the wrecking crew is just there the entire fucking time. And just, that wouldn't surprise me at all yeah. because Chuck yeah. Berry just basically came out and did Chuck four Berry, songs. Yeah, no, well, what, in, I mean, like during Jerry and the Pacemakers. Yeah, which would make sense. Don't let the sun catch you crying. I I know that song. I can't tell you what it is. Uh, how do I do it? Don't know that one. Maybe. No, but this is this is basically like yeah. These this is this is a classic old festival um, set list where they come out and you just get a little taste of the band. It's kind of like just a, an appetizer of the band. Because mm. we went to, it was two years ago now, we went to a festival in uh, Chicago and the lineup was just incredible. Like, I mean, it was just all, yeah. it was so weird and all over the place. Guar, the Flaming Lips, Pink, uh, Blink 182, and uh, the B-52s, like just all over the place. Like, mishmash. A mishmash. But like, I'm like, well, I have to go see this because there's so many bands. Like, yeah. Guar's been on my bucket list forever. Blink One Eight Two is a nice. I little, love that novel. Like what? <laughs> bucket list? No, Guar's been on my bucket list. Guar's been on my bucket list. <laughs> they were the best show by far. They were sure. by far the best show. But everyone would come out and do this. They would come out and do like do the do a little Super Bowl show. Just a little Super Bowl show. Yeah. And, oh, that and, sounds great. And the headliners even did like a you know a abbreviated version of it but uh yeah, leslie gore I, I couldn't remember what song i love of hers but i'm glad i saw it here you don't own me i love that song so much okay you don't own me this isn't karaoke i'm just not one of your little toys come on that's if, good if people want to listen to it they can 
go look up Leslie Gort. Go look uh, it up. Not listen also, to Also, she is a. Uh, she is a. I want to say she was a lesbian. And oh, really? Yeah. Get her off the list. Yeah, I mean, she wasn't. Yeah. Rolling Stone closed out the night. Of course, Can it was their festival. They put it together. James Brown into Rolling Stones. Yep. That's like me when I was a kid when I went to that concert in Ankeny, and it was uh, fucking Smash Mouth into <laughs> Run DMC. Yep, same, same, <laughs> same, thing. same, same thing. thing. Like just James Brown in the Rolling Stones is the same thing as Smash, Smash Mouth into Run, Run DMC. DMC. You know, but I mean, but uh, just put uh, yourself in it, folks. That's how it is. <laughs> that's how it is. Wow. Who uh, are the Beach Boys in that situation? Who played yeah, earlier a, in the day? Uh. Who were the husbands? I mean, like when you're playing Surfing USA earlier in the day and closing it out with four songs. They did four fucking songs. That's craziness. You know, they got paid same. Wow. <laughs> Just covered it. I mean, once again, time and place, being able to travel to 1964, 1964, before the summer of love. Mm-hmm. What kind of craziness was happening? What what was the subversive craziness happening before the summer of love? Oh, it, it was this stuff. I mean, it was like, hey, we're going to put on a festival. Who who can we get for security? Let's get Hell's Angels, and I got to make sure that this is the same festival. I mean, I don't just. I would just right now control F Hell's Angels. I'm not seeing anything about just them. Do control F. Well, hold on. No, I'm going to do this. This is what America. Now that we right know now. this, control F. Altamont. Because we know. We know the information now. That it was a good show? The Altamont Free Concert. This is what we want to look at. Oh, this This okay. is completely different then. Okay. okay the so one we were we were just going through the headliner for the nineteen sixty four show. Okay. Five years fucking later. Five years, that's when it comes to contemporary music, mm-hmm. that is a lifetime. Yeah, because they wanted to, this would be Woodstock West. Okay, cool. Okay. Now we're on the right, this makes much more sense as far as okay. um, yes. the lineup and everything with that. Do we do we have the set list? This is, I'm hoping <laughs> so, because that was, oh, we got it. There we got it. the set oh. Wait, 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 wait. We want to, okay. we, like, we know we have the set list. Let's okay. get the performers. Okay. Okay. We're going to do the same thing. Okay. This time and place. We do one through 10. I'm going to do it to you now, though. Okay? Oh, okay. Okay. So opening up the night. Santana. Oh, probably a seven. Seven to an eight. Right. We're yeah. not going to know about the set list. We can reform yeah. I'm gonna this. Go, I'm going to go to se- probably a seven to an eight. I enjoy Santana. I think he's maybe a little bit too, uh, what's the word? I want to say jam bandy-ish, mm-hmm. but I think he's got some good melodic hooks. Okay. Okay. Neil Neil Schoen was his guitar player. Went on to form Journey. Yes. So, yeah. yeah you, right. I mean, oh, 100%. Get, thank you. You're getting a little bit of that. Thank you. You so. uh, Jefferson, Jeff- Airplane. Jefferson Airplane. Jefferson Airplane. So. I, I mean- I love Grace Slick. I love Grace Slick. I love Louis, that not so much. That weird progression from Jefferson Airplane to Jefferson Starship to Starship. Starship. Why? Why know, is that not a movie? I know it should be. I, right? that's, that's, that might be a biopic I'd watch. Actually, <laughs> would you watch the biopic of fucking Just Jefferson? Because I, lo- I love Starship so much. Yeah. Because I love. They're just like we're gonna make hits. Let's just make hits. And they fucking did. Yeah, they did. They, they did. did. Yeah. That. From how weird they started, it's like if the Grateful Dead decided, like, we're just gonna be a pop band. Let's just make hits. 
Like, we're just going to make I like it. getting paid. <laughs> Which is one of the feathers in the cap that I've always gave to the Grateful Dead. It's like, their record label came to him and was like, hey, we, we need money. We need money. Like, 20 years has been great, but guys, come on. The fuck? We need money. <laughs> Write one fucking song that people will listen to on the radio. And they did it. Can we get something with at least a little bit of airplay? Mm-hmm. Okay. Touch of gray. And they None. did it. And it, it's a fantastic <laughs> song. And if you learn how to play it, it's not an easy song to play. Oh, man. Like, that's oh, crazy. Yeah. yeah. So I, I I, am not a Jefferson Airplane fan. Like, White Rabbit, all that shit is way too time and a place. Yeah. I, oh, this would probably be closer to a four for me. If that's Starship there, that's a <laughs> 10 all day long. I'm like, yes. Why has there not been a Starship uh, biopic? Uh, okay, Flying the Flying Burrito Burrito Brothers. I don't know who the fuck that is. No, the Flying Burrito Brothers. Okay. Flying Burrito is Brothers. Is that some kind of super group that I don't know about? Yeah. It's a, so it's a, it's basically the, the groundwork of alt country. So what, what you're, what you're dealing with. In, God, I hate that. That was a, that was a slate article. <laughs> the groundwork of alt country. <laughs> yeah. So, um. Yeah, the Flying okay. Burrito Brothers. Uh, can't the guy's name is escaping me right now. Hold on one second. George Jetson. Um, no, the leader of the Flying Burrito Brothers, Graham Parsons. That's who it was. Okay. Not, so Graham Parsons was the uh, kind of not the Crosby Stills. He was guy. the not, who, who's the great. Who's he was the, the Brian not Wilson. Graham Nash. Neil Young. No, no, he was the Brian Wilson of the Flying Burrito Flying Burrito okay. Brothers. Okay. So anyway, sure. they're they're a quintessential alt country band. Crosby, Crosby, Sills, Nash, and Young. and Young in their heyday. That's that's a ten. You, you're that's gonna probably a four. I mean, honestly, really, I like uh, from for me. I've never enjoyed it. Really, I've never really enjoyed Cros- Crosby, Sills, Nash, and Young. Armies are really tight. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna deny that. Mm-hmm. Uh, are they musically talented? Sure. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the some of their parts are. Oh uh, no! It's, I mean, I I don't think they're, I don't think they're, I don't think they're I don't think they're greater than the sum of their parts. You give it a four. Am I? Would I rather give it a five at least and be surprised by the five? <sighs> oh, what? You tell me I can't be surprised by a four? Fuck you! No, well, you're gonna be that much <laughs> more surprised by a four. Yeah. Okay. All right, Rolling Stones. Uh, probably an eight. Probably I I don't know. Like I here's the I don't know where they are in their career at this point. This is this is the height. This, this is the height. I mean. Look, they had a very long height. Like yeah. this, the long height probably spans ten, fifteen years. But this is the time when I first saw Neil Young. I I think I've told this on the podcast before. But I went. I went. To, was he wearing a hat? He was wearing a hat. I went okay, to an good. Applebee's though beforehand before <laughs> before scalping tickets. And these guys, the way they were talking, they were like, "Oh my we, god!" If you but you got to go see the Stones. You got to go see the Stones. And I'm like, these guys have been seeing the Stones since like the seventies, right? Right. So this is all just it's. Whenever you follow a band, it's always based on the first time you saw them. Yeah, it's like me with uh, Run DMC. Sure, and Smash Mouth. Don't forget Smash <laughs> yeah. Mouth, right? So I would love to go into time travel and see the Rolling Stones in their height. Because I think sure. that would be that would be the thing I'm like, oh, I totally get it. Not that it's a bad show, but it's kind of derivative of the first time you saw it. And if you never saw that, you never fully experienced it. Sure. You, don't, you never really, like, you can't put yourself in that situation. So anyway, now we're going to go set list. Okay. You All said, right. what you said, eight? For the Rolling Stones? Uh, probably, yeah. Okay. Much longer set list yeah. than this uh, other little act. Also, like... But they're jam-packing uh, this into a day. I don't know, like, any of these songs. Well, Evil Ways. Uh, yeah. You know, you got to know your I know evil that one. ways. I, like, these aren't the hits. You know what? These are, these are not... 
this is not the uh this is not starship the, well this is not there's the, no uh, way he built this city in this situation the uh what's it called the the, the uh super bowl you know super bowl hit list uh show. these are these are their songs these are their these songs. These are their songs. Tell that to Crosby, Stills, and Nash. That does not have a single hyperlink to any of those songs. Down by the River is a hit. I mean, like a, a well-known song. Long Time Gone is a good one. Um, yeah, I'd have to listen to the other ones. I'm not, not, Six Days on the Road is a Flying Burrito Brothers like classic. A lot of people have done that song. Okay. Um, you maybe even know it. And then the Stones just come in. Stones, they, are, Stones are playing hit after hit after hit after coming. hit. Because they have them. Yeah. That's the other thing about Jumpin' Jack Flash, Carol. I'm not familiar with Carol. Sympathy Wait, for the Devil. Brown Sugar. It's the debut live performance. Debut live. That's, see, that, this is a business model. If anybody has any idea on how to make time travel work, this is, uh, this is the thing. The amount of rich assholes who would say, I'd love to do a bunch of heroin back in 1969 and watch. Oh, you don't want to do heroin. Well, I'm just letting you know. No, there's rich you're guys. You're going to miss the show. Let me the, give me some good of, blow in a joint. The amount of guys who would do heroin while watching the debut performance of Brown Sugar, mm-hmm. there's enough of them. Oh, of course. Absolutely. I also think there's like also like a million other business ventures that you could have with time travel that's probably worth their while as well. But yeah. this is, I mean, this is nice. Yeah. This is, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Give me Shelter, Little Queenie, Midnight Rambler. Midnight Rambler. Street Fight Man. I love that. Honky Tonk Woman. Yeah. I do a great honky tonk woman. I'm not gonna. Uh, satisfaction. I mean, th- that's that's I mean, a this nice is, that, solid that, lineup. I, this is here's the deal. And someone died during with this. the alt. Well, I mean, everybody died. No, no, someone was killed, murdered. Everybody. There's. Uh, I mean, you could say that about every, almost every concert, Bobby. That someone was murdered. Yeah. No, I don't think you can actually. I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with you on that. Here's the deal. This so the Altamont free concert is a rolling stones show yes that's yeah they put it together that that's, that's what i they're the ones that hired the okay the hell's angels so i'm hearing and that there's a great little documentary about it i'm hearing that rolling stones has bad taste in music compared to the tammy show between the tammy show and this show mm-hmm. i think i'd i think i'd rather watch the tammy show well there's I mean, that's your opinion man and I guess you you can have that. <laughs> I mean, am I wrong? No, I I would much rather see this show. Actually, you'd rather see the show. Uh, yeah. I mean, and it's it's not that I wouldn't like. It's it's almost apples and oranges. I mean, they're just two different beasts, they, they, right? But the amount of songs, and then, uh, sure. I, I'm I would like to see the Flying Burrito Brothers. I would like to see Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. Those those two kind of, um overpower a lot of the acts in the other one yeah not that i wouldn't like to see Smokey robinson or uh james brown or any of those guys too like yeah it's just uh but it's really frustrating when you go to a festival and they just do little little bits of it it's just like you're getting just, oh, little, just it's like just, can you say like i saw that band I'm like yeah. yeah technically, technically i saw yes. them with my my eyes but <sighs> right you know right i i would feel like if i saw what seven songs from the Flying Burrito Brothers would be like, I saw, yeah, I saw them. That is five songs. No, the, that's, oh, that's five songs Crosby. by Crosby, Stills, Nash, yeah. Young. Yeah, but Down by the River is like a 12-minute song. Well, so. and that's why it shouldn't count. Well, Down by the River is a really good song. I don't believe you. Well, and also, that's why at the end of the day. This could be a podcast. 
Hey, thanks guys for listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, be sure to check us out on Apple iTunes and then we're, uh, or Apple Podcasts, right? Right. And, and then Twitter and, and yeah, all those Facebooks. Things. If you're a medical professional, tell us about how catheters. you actually put a catheter in. Yeah. Do you grab the shaft? Let's let her, let me know if this lady was having a bad day or if this is how right, done. Right. And in the meantime, go ahead and follow us on uh, Twitter and YouTube and Facebook and all of those other things and just hashtag catheter. And we're I'm going to make go, it a thing. We're going to make it a thing. It's a movement, guys. Thank you. <laughs>